<laughs> hey, everybody. It's Thursday, and Riff just had the best idea. Uh, it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast. I'm your host, The Jick. And I'm The Riff. And I'm The Hot Star. <laughs> Good. You didn't fuck it up this time, Thrift. right? Thanks. Thrift. Thrift. I'm the Thrift of this village. <laughs> I don't think sher- sheriffs are sheriffs of a county. You'd think that well, they would be the count. <laughs> hmm. Right. The count of the county? Well, I mean, I guess you're the sheriff of a shire, technically. Are you the duke the, of a dookie? Oh. You're the reeve of a shire. The sheriff is shire what? reeve. I had no idea. Uh-huh. Yeah. I learned something new, and we've only just started. It's because you didn't grow up around any sheriffs. Oh. You're going to shire reeve conventions. What's the is the captain, uh, like, captain of the well, capped? Like what? What is, is that? Just doesn't he's the taint of the cap. The taint of the. He's cap. the guy who's. Uh, he's the guy whose grundle is closest to his uh, hat. Did you see the whole thing about how uh, Captain Crunch is, is does, does not have the rank of the captain? Yeah, he's like a what Commodore, Commodore. Commander or something. Yeah. Commodore Commodore Com- Crunch. Com- Commodore Crunch. Maybe it is Commander Crunch. Arch Archduke Chocula. I also heard that uh, Commodore sixty four was only a private. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, I hate to just dive right into the questions. No, you don't. Mrs. Trout asks a wonderful question. Which of you shaves your balls most often? <laughs> on average, how much of your week is spent shaving your balls? Uh, no, I'm sorry. That's on average. How much of your week is spent fixing bugs? Um, none of us, because we are such good bros, none of us actually shave our own balls. We have a, we have a system whereby we shave one another's balls. In our sleep, because it'd be gay if we knew about right. it. Right. I mean, well, we, like, I mean, the guy drugged. in the middle will shave the balls of the left ball of the guy on the left and the right ball of the guy on the right. right. And so we just sort of stand in a circle. <laughs> All right. So you're new in town and you want to go get your balls shaved. And <laughs> one of the barbers <laughs> has immaculately shaved balls. See, this doesn't work because a barber can totally shave his own balls. Anyway, uh, Mrs. Trout says, on average, how much of your week is spent fixing bugs? I would say the average is pretty close to zero. <laughs> yeah, that's a better question for CDM if I, you want a serious answer. <laughs> I do not personally believe that time spent fixing bugs is time well spent. I I have not noticed... You fix bugs every week. I have not noticed a significant improvement in the quality of our lives or the lives of our players or the gameplay experience of our players when we made the shift from the old method of handling bug reports, which was basically to just ignore them and never read them, and the new method, which is expensive and time-consuming. Well, there are a lot of people who feel much better about things. Yeah. So It's it's hard to say what the benefit of fixing bugs is over non-fixing them because we don't we don't have the experience of having not fixed those metricize but you could use that argument to suggest that everything that we've ever done is probably perfect because we don't have the experience of anything bad happening as a result of us not having done all of the things that we did because history Uh, already happened i don't know about perfect <laughs> and also, I'm not saying it's necessarily better because we fix those bugs, just that we don't have an alternate situation to compare it to one way or the other. You you don't have the disability of sort of feeling like you want everything to be perfect, which I think is, is good. But you also don't seem to have the desire to polish stuff when it 
becomes clear that it's broken. The whole thing is so unpolished is the thing, right? Like if I actually thought about it, it would drive me fucking crazy that what we have is a game that is a series of web interfaces that are the result of a guy 10 years ago writing what he thought was a good web interface and a guy yesterday writing what he thought was a good web interface. And, you know, it's... And and also... And between those 10 years, not actually changing his skill set or well i mean that's come not, on. that's not true come on buddy I just, I just think it's funny that like we 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 doggedly maintain that frames and table layouts are good web design and they're just so fucking functional yeah like that is I, this was a perfect uh, that, that that thing that happened recently where somebody was like, "It drives me nuts that these two things in Mister Store are a slightly different height than right. one another." Check it out. This is this is an easy fix to fix this in CSS. And then somebody said, "In Internet Explorer, that example is blank." <laughs> and so I replied, "See, yep. this is why I do not fuck with CSS. Like it is yep. because of shit like that. You know, we don't." We have a customer base the size of a big web company, but we don't have the the resources and time that a big web company does. Sure. Like we don't we are so much more concerned with producing game than we are with producing web page that it just it just kind of doesn't matter. Like the tables are always going to look the same across every browser. You know, I'm sure that there are some awesome tricks we could do with CSS, and I'm sure that people look at our shit and think, "Well, why isn't this using CSS? These people must be dumbass dipshit." The idea of CSS if CSS was some sort of thing that generated tables, I would be more excited about it, right? Like, so, like, it, the idea of, like, so cascading style sheets, the idea that you could define stuff in one place that would then change your layout across your whole website because you had used particular definitions, that seems like a great idea to me. Right, but, I mean, that is but the it way does, that... But it does, like, it do, a bunch yeah, of non-standard CSS doesn't stuff. actually do that. What would do that, right... I could change the way that almost all of the output in KOL looks by changing two functions, which generate the front well, half yeah, and but the you're back doing, half. But of, that's, that's PHP. Like right, I'm, sure I'm just talking is. about because CSS is like an adjunct to HTML. Right. Right. Dude, I don't even know what it is. It's <clears> just some bullshit. Some bullshit that makes stuff so that uh, blind people can't make them uh, words big enough for them to see. I mean, I guess no matter how big a word is, a blind person can't see it. Mm-hmm. People who are visually impaired but not visually short-sighted disabled right yeah people who are short-sighted people who can only see things if they are very tall <laughs> or if they happen very very soon after they think about them mrs trout continues do you like good music that sweet soul music i like american music baby yep i like american pie <laughs> okay the just the don mclean that is that is the sum total of your music appreciation is you like the song american pie by don mclean well, yeah. Do you like I've Seen Fire and I've Seen Rain? Sure. Also by American Pie Don McLean? I I, I'm sure I've heard it before, but I don't actually, I can't bring it to mind. It says, I've Seen Fire and I've Seen Rain. Right. No, I've, I've seen I, sunny days that I thought would never end. I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend, but I always thought that I'd see you How again. do you remember these lyrics? I, they're probably wrong. <laughs> Okay. It's less about remembering them than not really having that quality control filter, as you said, because I'm not a perfectionist and I also don't care about polish. Okay. Do you, when you listen to music, do you sit there and think about the lyrics? 
uh, I need and some clarification. Saying. Am I high as shit? No. Have I heard the song a thousand times before? No. So I listen to the lyrics. Yeah. So the first couple of times you listen to a mm-hmm. song, you're like thinking about what the lyrics mean? So the first time I listen to a song, I'm probably trying to grok the overall structure of the song. Like I'm trying to figure out like, all right, what is the like is this a is this a verse chorus verse bridge verse chorus verse right song? <laughs> no, because that's not a thing. <laughs> Stupid. Um but yeah, I mean I like although, you know, there are a lot of songs that I have given up on figuring out the words too so i don't i don't think oh wow really is there some that i just don't think that i could look them up but it's just going to be a bunch of conflicting ideas about what people think that they're saying there a song a song where i can't figure out what the lyrics are even after several listens i will invariably look them up because otherwise it will bug me yeah but looking them up doesn't really mean anything right for early rem stuff for instance i mean this is what broke me of this is early rem you know like i know the lyrics I know that the lyrics to every They Might Be Giant song are knowable, right? Because they're articulate. They're and they in the liner notes. Yeah, and, stuff. and, yeah, and they, they, they are published and they are fairly well agreed upon. But, like, a lot of early REM stuff is just kind of mumbling and saying words that kind of sound good together. And oh, so there's and, really and no the, way to infer from context. They don't publish them. Trustworthy. Yeah. So there's a bunch of them that disagree. Yeah, sometimes I, I there have been a couple of songs where I looked up the lyrics and went, that can't be right and so you end up like looking it up on three or four different sites sure. and sort of averaging them why together. are lyric sites so universally bad yeah they're just good they're it's like basically like porn sites right it's like yeah. why are why are sites where you look at your credit report so sleazy we learned uh, you know we we both today had to call and say hey uh stop charging me for this thing that i didn't knowingly sign up for yeah god fucking damn it we yeah well, I was just like, oh, you want to rent an apartment, huh? Well, I'm going to need you to go to a go to a mini storage and a pawn shop and sort of hang out with those guys. Maybe you can get their skin infection and look at the sort of racist calendars on their desk. I just want to prove, you know, you got to prove that you're cool if you're going to live here. When I called uh, when I called American Express to dispute the charge, uh, they were like, "Yeah, you know, wouldn't it be nice if everybody just did like." business up front and was like just clear about what the fuck they were doing <laughs> i was like yeah that would be great Did american express guy really say fuck to you no he didn't yeah, but he probably would have gotten fired because i don't know if you know this but your call may be recorded was, for quality assurance he was great he was super he was super friendly and very uh very nice you know <clears throat> i probably wouldn't be able to get an american express i think that's not i think if i applied for one i'm they pretty would sure say, that i no, have i'm pretty sure you're thrown away them <laughs> Throwing like throwing offers at you all the time. Yeah, but I throw away a bunch of credit card offers in your name for me. Really? Yeah, that is a federal crime. I know. Do you do you want these offers? No, I really don't. So I'm doing you a favor by committing a crime. Some yeah. Someday maybe I'll want some credit. Wait, is does that logic hold that every crime I commit is actually doing you a favor? Yeah, I think so. I think it does mean that Zach is now aiding and abetting your crime (laughs) when you murder my enemies. Okay. Uh, to be sure, that is a crime that is doing me a favor. Luckily, I don't have any enemies because I'm an easygoing motherfucker. I don't ever get upset at anybody, except yourself. Well, sure, yeah, because I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, notwithstanding, says Morgan Blair, the ability to change combat macros via chat commands. Could we get the option to change our auto attack from the top or sidebar, please, via a drop-down menu? Mm. I name my combat macros in a manner that allows me to easily identify their contents, not in a manner that allows me to easily remember their exact names and quickly type them without errors. Huh. 
Does it not do fuzzy matching against macros? I have no idea. There, we have, it has occurred to us at many times in the past that maybe we could put a bar above the chat at the top of the chat. Oh, right. Right. We make the chat, we make the chat slightly shorter. Your, your text entry is still at the bottom. Because we've got tab chat now, which is, which is basically that an arbitrary number of buttons up top or bottom. Well, sure. Right. So, I mean, yeah, short doesn't. Short means whatever you want it to mean right. in the context of chat now, I guess. But yeah, just having like basically the non-combat action bar, which is just assignable buttons. I, I mean, it makes a little more sense to me that if in the account menu you could, in the custom icon thing, set up icons for running chat macros. This might actually be a question in this set, but I think somebody wants a non-combat action bar in the main pane... Specifically, so that they can just keep their mouse in the same place every, you know, on every page, and hmm. and I can sort of understand that. Yeah, I mean, I guess I have, I have in the past, I, like I proposed a thing in the wiki before I before I changed the wiki to make it so we can see almost none of the contents of the wiki, <laughs> which has made me a lot happier. Good, by the That's way. That's important. Um, because right now, more or less everything that I created in there is something that we're actively working on, except the Daily Dungeon revamp, which I'm not making any fucking progress on. Eh. Everybody's just going to hate it. I mean, I, I'm putting off doing it until we're also doing something that's going to make everybody happy, because this is one of those things where... Like the fucking yeah. Supreme Court. Yeah. Like, I I honestly believe that they, they orchestrated their decisions specifically so that... They would have like good news for liberals and bad news for liberals and good news for conservatives and bad news for conservatives all in the same week. Yeah. So wish, that like everybody would be kind of happy and kind of sad at the same I time. I wish I wish that my my cynicism was not such that I agree with you that they, <laughs> they feel like in order to make some progress they also have to make some visible steps backwards for God. Yeah. Man. This is why I don't pay attention to politics. <laughs> it's never gonna help you. It's never going to help you. It's only going to make you sad and mad. But, yeah, Daily Dungeon Revamp is objectively better than the previous one, but it's going to it's gonna get kvetched at because it's a little longer. Are you objectivizing dungeons again? I am. You know, you're going to get slapped. Yeah. Uh, should you get the new area unlocked box when the council tells you to go see the toot, says uh, Alpha Omicron. Oh, right. This is, this is the person in the same pair that says, is it within the realm of possibility to have the combat action bar appear even for non-combats? Mostly I'd like a consistent place to click in the middle frame to adventure again in the same zone, no matter what my last adventure was a combat or not. Uh, no matter whether my last adventure was a combat or not. Oh, well, what I was saying was, yeah. the thing that's in the wiki that uh, I can't see anymore was me just trying to get Chris to think about, like, what if we Ajaxed combat like the fight script if we made it a thing where it just always had the form at the bottom mm-hmm. are you having fun doing that noisy thing over there riff <laughs> it's not that noisy uh-huh how did i know you were doing it if it wasn't making any noise because i'm sitting right this is an audio <laughs> program riff do you not shut your do you guys not shut your eyes off before you come in here no i forgot to i forgot to put my Fuck. phone on silent <laughs> wow. I, I recharged my batteries so the electrical drain from having my eyes active shouldn't uh, shouldn't cause any problems. Right, shouldn't cause any uh, FCC detectable <laughs> yes. interference in the yeah, audio that's recording. Right. Yeah. That's right. The the room won't crash. Unlike that guy's fridge in Australia. Hmm? What was that? This guy, this guy had a beer fridge in his 
in his uh, garage, which was apparently causing so much radio interference that it was disrupting an entire cell tower. And just people had no cell Whoa. service or wi- like Wi-Fi service or whatever in this in this whole section of town. And I was like, I don't understand how that's possible. So that seems less unlikely to me after reading about the people in World War II POW camps that made crystal radios out of rusty razor blades. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wow, really? Yeah. yeah. If you find the right spot on a rusty razor blade, you can get the whole blade to act as a crystal that oscillates at an arbitrary frequency. What? Yeah. yeah. Somebody, <laughs> and, was it like Feynman, used used a similar razor blade-based device to crack safes? What? Yeah. What? Why razor blades? Because they come down to... Because like, they had them. Th- that was the thing they were allowed access to that oh. was made of metal. So, it's, But does it have to be rusty? Uh, the rust allowed different parts of the surface of the razor blade to have different resonant frequencies. Right. So it was like, it was a matter of like sitting there with two contacts and listening to whatever was coming off of this thing and this is some Jody Foster touching them to shit. different, touching them to different places on the razor blade until you found one where you could hear right. AM radio signals, <clears throat> AM radio. Mm-hmm. Um, I have lost the track of what the we're idea being that the buttons in combat would always be in the same, same place. place. Oh, and right. non-combat. So that somebody who was just oh, the, you're somebody who was just winning every fight and then adventuring again could just click, 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 click. I mean, that's because that is one of the first Grease Monkey scripts that I installed in Twilight Heroes when all I was doing was like, all right, I'm not using any consumables. I've just outleveled this zone, and all I'm doing is farming the stuff that drops in this zone and auto-selling it, right? I just want to be able to click, 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 click. Is that different than the combat action bar? Because that well, is already a thing that you When can do. a non-combat adventure occurs, you can no longer... Like, that's why he's asking for this, right? The combat action bar, if you get a non-combat, well, vanish. I'm, I'm talking about the, the wiki item that you had asked C.D. Moyer about. Um, yeah, that, yeah, you're right. It would have the same problem, I guess. I don't know. Like, is it? Were you saying that for everybody, regardless of whether they turned on the cab or not, they would have buttons in the same place? Well, we can't do that, right? I mean, we can't change anything. We just have <laughs> to change things for new people and then make it an option for right, old for people else. or whatever. Or you know, we just force everybody to change and make it an option to change back. I guess right. is probably the more reasonable thing to do. Uh, hell yeah, says Poodin. I am very curious about one puzzle in particular. Uh, oh, wait, yeah, I ask him he's curious about unsolvable puzzles. Back in 2011, on the 1st of April, April Fool's Day, a mysterious-looking butt... No, a familiar-looking butt. What is wrong with me? A mysterious, mysterious. Yeah, a mysterious butt. Uh, <laughs> so I kicked it hard. Fuck, what? You know, I think my chair has been moved. I think when I said earlier that my girlfriend, when she recorded here, knew better than to move my chair, I think maybe she did, and that's why I can't see the screen to read the questions from here oh yeah it might also have something to do with the 70 ounces of beer that i drank (laughs) with dinner you don't think she swapped glasses with you or something is your actual last name horrible hell yeah says pudin i am very curious about one puzzle in particular back in 2001 on the once of april april fool's day familiar looking but attacked me so i kicked it so hard until he dropped one item that's mysteriousness is only comparable with the holy MacGuffin, the unsolvable intriguing puzzle box i don't know if this puzzle has already been solved and not published i've been trying to make something out of it but no progress so the question is is there a way to solve this puzzle or is it just an april fool's unsolvable puzzle joke thanks Rip. Uh, 
on, on advice of my legal counsel, I must refuse to answer that question on the grounds that it might incriminate me. <clears throat> Riff is pleading the fifth. Right. Five. The number five. Yet another thing. Is the, the secret <laughs> to solving that puzzle. <laughs> Mana Yachinichu says, I hardly ever fart anymore. Is there something wrong with me? <laughs> wow, maybe no. I got all of yours. <laughs> maybe your bean broke. I was going to say, I think your <laughs> diet probably changed. Yeah. And you just didn't think about it. Because you're probably not eating beans or broccoli or cheese. Do you guys ever have that thing where you go to poop and it's just an entire cabbage? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> almost. I had, a, I had a really hard time saying that without laughing. Reconstructed? Like a, like a full like, cabbage? No, I don't know if it's reconstructed or not. Like, I don't, like a bunch I of coleslaw? Yeah, a bunch of coleslaw, sure. But do you think maybe... Do you ever get that thing where you eat a bunch of coleslaw and then you just poop out one red cabbage and one green cabbage and then a jar of mayonnaise? I like the idea of you framing this as, do you ever get that thing where... Yeah. Right, but well, that implies, yeah. It's yeah, good. is this just me? That's a good, uh, no, I mean, that's a good comedy, uh, comedy mechanism. Yeah. <laughs> KOLCon question says, F, do you guys accept visitors to the office on the Thursday before the con? We have four clannies, myself included, that have never been before that would like to bring by some beer and say hello. If it helps uh, if it helps any, we can also bring blackjack and hookers. Sure. I told you to eat a dick once, so in apology, I will let you <laughs> I will let you give me a beer at the office. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, why not? We can give people tours of the office. It is it is super it underwhelming. Is really yeah. nothing to look at. Yeah. Um you know, that said, I like going to other people's sure. offices uh, when and I, checking out their stuff. When I went to Nintendo, the guy was like, this is going to be really boring. But I went in there and I'm like, fuck, no, this is not boring. Like, yeah. yeah, you're right. It's cubicles. But this is cubicles where you just pointed at the people who are localizing the thousand-year door. That is great. Yeah. I'm glad I got to see those people. They look yeah. like buttholes. <laughs> they didn't really look like buttholes. I need to get, uh, I need to get really on uh, organizing shit for KOLCon. It is coming up soon. Yeah, this year. Fucking <laughs> zipping by. What the what the F? <clears throat> the Dog Delusion says, Hey guys, I love my mini-adventurer. He's versatile, useful, and awesomely cute. Well, I'm sure this question has been discussed to death at this point, I'm wondering what you think about letting us switch his class, but only if we've broken the prism. Hmm. Maybe once a day we can take him to a mini-astral gash, which will reset his weight <laughs> to zero and change his class to whatever new class you want. Hmm. If it's only an aftercore once a day, resets his weight to zero, would that still be broken? Or is it just not what you envisioned for the little guy? Just curious. He's a great familiar, and I've already done a couple of 100% runs with him that turned out to be quite enjoyable. You know, that is what I was hoping for with that guy, is that a 100% run with him would be, would would be, be fun. fun. Yeah. And I think, I think, we, I think we did it. I, you know, it's I doing think, enough things with enough variety. I think you ought to be able to somehow combine the mini adventurer and the temporal riftlet and then get to fight mini zombies as a result <laughs> it's like 28 minutes earlier yeah yeah, yeah. so it <sighs> i wouldn't have any problem with that necessarily it's, but it's up to you whether you think yeah no it. i don't have a problem with it I, like i wouldn't have a problem with you being able to arbitrarily change the the class it's just that People would, people would, yeah, people would bitch. There, there is a certain category of person that would bitch about that and ruin everything for everybody if it was a thing. Like, because there's, a, if you can do a thing and that thing gives you a benefit, you have to do that thing. And that's. I don't know if you read my suggestion for 
July is autumn of the month or not. <clears throat> but I proposed something that was kind of a dick. I a dick did, move along yeah. those lines. Oh, uh, man. I have no idea how that would go over. Yeah. It's a weird joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I bet. Oh, man. Uh, you know, I'm tempted to just to. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that is it. Um, you know, I'm not, like I said, I'm not averse to being able to change it. It's just, you know, when we were, I remember Aleron saying something in Dev was like, I wish there was something that was not daily, but also not per ascension, right? If there was a kind of flag that was like a weekly flag. Hmm. Huh. And, and I said, oh, you mean like the old Crimbo tree? Because that was super fucking popular <laughs> with ascenders. Well, but it also reset, right? No, it didn't reset. No, it, oh, didn't, that was right. it, it didn't was reset, just yeah. weekly. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. yeah no. Okay. It, it wouldn't be the same thing. But hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a if you could you know, I mean, take take this take this how you will, but if it was aftercore only, the people who would bitch about it if you could change it once a day would have nothing to bitch about. Right. Because there aren't any people who care about fiddly optimal stuff in aftercore as far as i know yeah well, maybe we should try to find them maybe we should <laughs> we should put out a honeypot for them like this uh felony says any chance you could put the awesome food and drink back in the third area of the game inform daily power pro magazine when the player is high level cash items are nice but great food is nice too yeah i think there is some bug yeah. in the way that that stuff is handled that makes is something happening that's causing the walkthrough to show different items than or what actually is in the dungeon that was something that's that we a, didn't never we were never able to track down that's a different problem oh, though okay. i think that's that I is saw, i saw a thread talking about that i recently. think that's something about leveling up between is that it or is it some sort of weird uh rng thing where uh, maybe not. I don't know. I don't actually know how the flags are stored. Yeah, I don't understand how CDM jiggered that at all. Yeah, I don't either. That that stuff is all black magic. To me. Well, because, I mean, that was just one of those things where I was like, all right, you guys are, this is what this item of the month is. You guys have fun. Go. GLHF, <laughs> I said. I'm going to go, I don't know what I was doing. GG. I'm going to go score some weed. Yeah, and I was like, okay, so we could do this. The only way I know how to do this is to make, oh, about 40 different new flags in the flag table. And CDM said, oh, I can do it in one. We'll just say. I can do that we'll, in we'll, five yeah, I can implement this quest in four flags. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll CD just, Moyer, we'll implement just, that quest. We'll just save all these states in a single flag. And I was like. Okay, <laughs> you you go and do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Detour Sojet says, "I'm not sure if the distinction is clear, but which is weirder that you have fans of your work or that you have fans of yourselves slash personalities? Ah, they're both equally weird. I think the latter is a little yeah. Weirder. I think personalities is weirder because the work is like a a thing that theoretically okay, stands so when, on its own. So when somebody says." Hot stuff. You're my favorite from the podcast. Yeah, that was the you best. You think that's weird? What no, was the best thing? It was the great. best thing ever. But I also think it's weird. Mm -hmm. It's weirder than being a fan of the work, right? Because you could I, the idea that most of the time when I listen to music and I appreciate it, I don't necessarily think about the humans that made the music, right? And maybe that's maybe I'm odd in that way. Hmm. But then when I, I when I learn about them, I'm 
I'm interested in their lives. Yeah, it almost you know ruins I mean? it. Well, it sometimes it can. Like sometimes, like with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, you're like, wow, this music sucks, and these guys are assholes. <laughs> like Jack White. Okay. Like I, you I enjoyed like the music. White Stripes, and then you saw that movie, and you were like, this guy is an asshole, kind and I dick. hate him. Yeah. No, I don't hate him. He's just kind of a dick, and so that made me enjoy the music slightly less. Right? You just mm. can't handle things that are real, man. <sighs> yeah, sure. Or like that uh, that Armacrog Kickstarter that. Sure. Almost didn't get funded despite looking pretty awesome because the guy is open. Well, I don't know if, if it's because of that, but I, that might have had. Well, an I, I think it. I think it definitely had an impact. Uh, Dater Sojak continues. Also, you guys ruled, and the direction you've been taking the game is just so captivating that I can't remember the last time I got even the slightest bit of burnout. Well, thanks, oh. buddy. That's sweet. That was, uh, that was, very, that was really sweet. very neighborly of you. Elfin says, not quite a video game question, but it seems like it might be the right audience to ask. I've been buying a lot of Lego sets lately. The big modular Woo! town is pretty sweet. There's obviously some constraints on which pieces they can include in a given set, and I'm curious to learn more about the process. Do you know any podcasts or documentaries with Lego designers? Thanks. I have only huh. ever seen, I saw one video that was the, these two guys, one older Lego designer and one younger, newer Lego designer that worked together on the R2, the the R2-D2 model that came out recently. The one that's actually got, like, motors in it? No, it doesn't have motors in it. The one that talks to you? No, it doesn't. The one that projects a hologram? <laughs> you know, I bought a one of those 3D puzzles of R2-D2 uh, in, like, probably 1998. Yeah. That had a little thing that went in his bottom foot, his middle foot, that had a button on the side of it that was exposed that just made random, it just played random sound clips of R2-D2 yeah. talking. It was the best thing. And do you think that they licensed that from... Oh, yeah, absolutely. LucasArts or yeah. whatever? Huh. Yeah. Okay. That was, that was past. That, that wasn't the Wild West. <laughs> it wasn't 1898 where anybody could just make an R2-D2. <laughs> <laughs> there's a... Uh... There's a series of Lego sets that are like the Lego Master Builders class or something like that that I've got a bunch of. And they come with with books and web links to videos of the designers talking about the design process. Um, they're pretty interesting, but I'm not sure that they go into as much detail as as the questioner or I would have would like. Some of the fan lego models <clears throat> have been more impressive to me than the commercial models mm. in some ways like the crazy mechs that people will make yeah. are kind people of like riff people like riff <laughs> yeah i uh there is a uh, i wish i had any information about the site near to hand because it was pretty interesting but a, i saw a guy did a uh a really neat Lego build of the uh, the original classic Macintosh computers, about about I don't know, like three or four inches high, mm -hmm. and uh, he sold he he like I guess sourced all the necessary bricks from the the Lego you know pick a brick and yeah. and and also the 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 official Lego one and also the the community one and it was like selling sets. For oh, them nice. on his site, they're really cool too. The I motherboard I, was removable. <laughs> it was I guess if awesome I had build. any connection to at like all the Mac to the legacy. Macintosh, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I could see like an Apple II <clears throat> or like you know. I think I, he does. He also has like an Apple II a TRS on the side and, yeah. color computer too. The one with the chiclet keyboard, not the one with the normal keyboard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I remember learning a lot about 
computers from my school's Apple II or whatever. Yeah. But even in a, even care. into high school, I was I would hang out in my English classroom after after school and just write yeah. games on the Apple II. Like, oh. and it was old then, you know. It was like, uh, yeah, my in my grade school, somehow we convinced them to let me take an Apple II home over the summer from the, the school's computer lab. And they were like, That's yeah. That's not super surprising. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I mean, that just sounds so weird to me. Like, I, like who I mean, would it's do gonna, that? It's going to be sitting there and they, you know, they knew you. Right. Sure. Like, it's... I mean, in a small town. Sure. That makes a lot also, of sense, I guess. But I feel like a lot of those computers were free. Hmm. Okay. That right? might be true. If like, they didn't have any investment not, in yeah, it. Yeah. So, I mean, because I mean, I, in high school, I remember there always being some promotion where if enough like fries, the fries grocery store. And so this is interesting because later I learned that the fries grocery store was started by the brother of the guy that started fries electronics, right? right? Because (laughs) their dad was like, Hey, all right, you guys, here's some money to start a business. And one of them started the grocery store and one of them started fries electronics. Everybody was like joked that it was a coincidence, but it totally wasn't. But (laughs) you, if you, it was like, on your way out of fries, if you just threw your receipt in this big bag, they totaled them up, and at certain thresholds, they would just buy Mac computers for oh, nice the school. That's neat. locally, and so that that seems like a weird. And I don't know if it's because they were getting a deal on them because of fries electronics sure. or, or what, right? But but it was just it seems like Apple's initiative to get computers in the school is why all the schools had apples. My mm-hmm. grade school had like TRS eighty model ones in the library. Interesting. Um, our library had books. Mine also had books. Okay. Yeah. There were MacBooks. <laughs> um, Did you have... There were novelizations of the movie Mac and Me. <laughs> Did you have uh, a typing class with actual typewriters? I did, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. They were electric typewriters. They, they, yeah. they were not manual yeah. typewriters. Okay. They were like IBM Selectrics, but... I don't remember whether ours were manual or electric. They weren't the kind of electric typewriter that had like the little screen on them. Yeah. Because I remember... My dad's secretary, when my dad was the sheriff, got a of new, the Shire. Got yeah, he was the Reeve of the Shire. Uh, got a new typewriter that had the, it had a little screen on it where you would type a line, and it would display it on an oh, LED. It was wow. like, it was like this weird hybrid typewriter word processor. Word processor, right? Yeah, wow. You would type a line, and you could backspace. Before and it, it wasn't, and it wasn't until yeah, and it wasn't oh, until you hit carriage return that nice. it typed out the entire line Crazy. all nice. at once. Yeah, no, I, I, that's a, it's a that's clever. A, that's a good idea. Compromise. Yeah, yeah. it's a good idea in 1986. Oh, right, yeah. right, right, right on the right, right on the cusp. Sure, yeah. sure. Where that was probably a third the price of a Wang. Yeah, you know. That was that was also like, I had more or less ready access to a photocopier throughout my entire childhood that's odd yeah because i mean it was just like dad had i mean I mean, he was and he was like in charge of the budget for the department so he was like not super compromised but if it was like hey can i can i copy this thing out of out of beaver's dungeons and dragons book beaver was one of the guys that worked for my dad <laughs> right um wow i was like sure kid <laughs> Whatever, just stop being annoying in front of the people that I work with. Did you ever copy your butt? I never did. No, it never even occurred to me that. Yeah. When uh, yeah. when I was in high school, I uh, at a Kinko's they had a contest. One of those like drop your business card in this bucket, <laughs> drop, drop your, your pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I won uh, ten thousand free copies. Oh my god! 
I think we only ended up using about half of them, even doing things like printing out a hundred sheets of paper that just had don't waste paper written on them. Jesus. <laughs> just Riff. don't waste toner in white on black. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, 10,000 free copies? We made a lot of stupid posters and pamphlets and leaflets and you should have, garbage. Like, that is like the, the zine, like guy's dream is to get mm-hmm. 10,000 free yeah. copies. If they had offered us like just Binding. infinite copies for a year, we probably would not have used as many as we did. <laughs> it would have been cheaper for them. Mr. Skullhead and I made tracts uh, about, it was like, have you heard the good news? And then when you opened it up, it was about the Pythagorean theorem. And it explained how the, the square of the hypotenuse of a right triangle was equal to the sum of the squares of the, oh, that's beautiful. the two other sides. But we never, we had, you know, we had this whole idea like, oh man, we should totally hand these out on the courthouse square. But like, now with that we probably that's did, a funny thing to say but not did you know do. that the pythagoreans uh, had an aversion to beans yeah i feel like that's come up on this show before yeah it's true yeah, i got a, i got a powerful sense of deja vu okay um the only uh the only copying of of body parts happened and, I, and i've told this story on the podcast a number of times but maybe there are new listeners who haven't heard <laughs> it yet is when uh we, I think we were still in high school, but Dot Galactic, who was a year ahead of me, had had come back from college, and uh, we we were hanging out at this girl's house whose parents owned a couple businesses in town, and so for whatever reason they had a color copy in, their, in house. their house. Wow! Yeah, and so we were just there in the middle of the night, and so like he he just got he dropped his pants and got up on the thing and just made a bunch of color copies of his of his junk. And then we decided that the thing to do with them would was to drive downtown and hang, go to out in the street outside all of the cowboy bars and just like find the most redneck looking truck, like the the trucks with the most Republican bumper stickers on the back, wow. and just put this color copy of his dick wow. under their windshield wipers. And ah, oh, man, you lived in interesting times. Yeah, you know, you'd probably still go up there and do that if you. Got some pictures of your dick. <clears throat> the pretentious artist uh, just sent it. He was at that party also. <laughs> he just sent us a thank you for the dar- the, the Dunkel Hefeweizens oh, that we good. took to his party last night. Wack writes, uh, why is plexiglass stuff still 180 power when it's some of the most painful gear to acquire? To say that it is still 180, like, I mean, why is the Cool Whip still 10 power? Because, I mean, right. we fucking made it and we're done with it, you know? Um also, the plus thirty percent stat gain is the same as the brimstone gear. Okay, right, but it also doesn't, on an individual piece basis, does not reduce some of your stats and increase some of your other stats, right? Like you're averaging out over the whole set. Uh, I'm doing a bad moon sorcerer run at the moment, and I would appreciate the brimstone gear to be buffed commensurate with the painfulness of acquiring it. He said commiserate, and he said commiserate instead of commensurate, which is right. either either a lully pun. Or uh, a mistake that mm. was also a lully pun, if you choose to interpret it in the lulliest possible <laughs> light. Um, uh, wall of bullshit text that you can probably ignore and read later. Uh, MP regen is really, really hard to get at low levels without shelling out a ton of meat that I don't have because I'm low level and enemies don't drop enough. Don't drop enough meat? Yeah, that's a... Or use leprechaun. Furthermore, the ability to auto-tune spells to be the best element to deal damage isn't available until level 14, and I strongly believe it should be implicit with any spells you cast starting at level 1. Oh, wow. Jesus, man. 
I'm playing Saucer as a muscle class because I don't have enough tools to fill the Mistral. Get better tools, buddy. Maybe you should get more tools. Listen, I'm not going to argue that every class is equally fun to play in Bad Moon or that there is any semblance of like a really genuine balance across them, but that's not the kind of game that this is. So it doesn't. I mean, that's why the leaderboards are divided across classes. Yeah, exactly. In yeah, most it's cases. Not, it doesn't need to be that kind of game. Also, the clothing of loathing has no way to breathe underwater. That's actually a specific choice that we made. Yeah. Um, a lot of people would like the old scuba gear back item from the old man to be purchasable, even if you've already got another source of breathing. All this lots of can have water breathing gear, and them are occupied by the clothing. Ah, right. Okay, gotcha. Somebody, yeah, somebody asks about that, and. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not the, sure that that was an intentional... No, it wasn't. I mean, it's just the reason that the old scuba gear is a back item is that... The reason that the old scuba gear exists... I, th I think basically somebody later on asks, what is the deal? What is the deal with the old <laughs> scuba gear? Uh, let me see if I can find this. <clears throat> I don't know how you remember where you are in any of this stuff because you're just like all scroll, 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 scroll. Well, so there's whack. Sure. That was where we were. Okay. Um, the reason that I made the old scuba gear is because I wanted to, I didn't want to have to, I didn't want to create something that was going to have to change if the sorceress quest changes because the sorceress mm. quest is going to change. Right. And I didn't, ah! You don't even you don't know how it's going to change, and so yeah, and so it might be a thing. It might be the case that the old the the scuba gear because it's a quest item, you know, it's not like a thing that people are collecting or care about, just goes away, right? Depending on what we do with the new, because I mean, I don't think that that is a particularly interesting part of that quest, right? Where it's like, all right, here's some riddles that you look up on the wiki because it's like, haha, fish can be three different things. I solve them on my own when I first got to the tower. Yeah, sure. They're not hard. Right. But then it's like, <laughs> all right, well, here's three things that are all meat pasteable. You know, it was, that was it. Maybe a more interesting puzzle when meat pasting didn't give you only a Hives. list of the things that were pasteable. Well, but you also just, you just acquired all three of them from doing a related task. Of course you're going to sure. try to so stick them together. It is at best trivial, at worst obnoxious. Sure. Right. It's not interesting. Okay. To me, anymore. Fair enough. Modern day. Yes. We change shit all the time. That's why it is critical that we reevaluate the balance of plexiglass and brimstone gear and make sure that WAC doesn't have a hard time casting his spells. Because, you know, we want to make sure that even little babies can play the game <laughs> without having to worry about what element their spells are. Because <clears throat> we wouldn't want it to be hard for the little baby. This is why you receive death threats at your home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, WAC continues... Why are our own farts bearable, but other people's farts aren't? I don't know that that's yeah. true. Yeah, I, I have I have definitely fled a room because of my own farts. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it seems like it's not as frequent though. It is. It is definitely more jarring when somebody else farts because you're. It's just like a, you're not out, out of nowhere. It. <laughs> yeah, we have the. I'm sure we've talked about our detente. We have an armistice. Yeah, yeah. detente is not the right word. A fart armistice where. Uh, we do not fart in each other's office. I, I am not allowed to fart in Hot Stuff's office, and Hot Stuff is not allowed to fart in my office. I think we're going to be in the same, working in the same room. Oh, shit. In San Francisco. It's a bigger room. Uh, not a lot. You just uh, just get, like, a length of that, um, 
like tube? air conditioning tubing and just run it out the window. Oh, like from the chair, the bottom of the chair? Well, no, just have, yeah. you only need one. Just have it in the As room. So you can stand up. Yeah, just need and then, one. And, and then, no. You have to share a fart pipe? Well, whenever one of you needs to fart, you get up and you fart into the pipe. Yeah. No. Does it have like a little fan to like... It could. In, sure. Induce sure. I, Yeah, so <laughs> I recently cleaned out my garage and I have a shelf. Uh, just where you store all your farts? <laughs> uh, no, where I store... Probably 50 power supply fans. No idea. Wow. What? I have no idea where I got all of these fans, uh, but boy, are there a lot of them. Wow. On you the should, shelf. You should hook them to a sheet of plywood and chain them all together and make the most elaborate box fan. Or Oh, I thought you were going to say like a hoverboard. Oh, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, that's, wow. That's a much better idea than that mine. Would just totally. That would so totally not work. No. Um, but, but box, box fan might work yeah no yeah, sure sure would yes you, you like cut a whole bunch of holes out of i a could i could piece of plywood? connect power to the fans and use them to move a small amount of air well each. i mean in if there are 50 of them sure yeah that would be a lot of air uh that guy there's this guy but you'd want to do it in parallel because i don't know that in series it would do anything interesting at all well so there i was about to say so there's this guy and i lost I think I switched computers and I no longer had this thing bookmarked. It was a guy and I don't remember his name and I don't remember the name of his blog, <laughs> but he was just like the super nerdy Google employee who yeah. just would post to this blog. Like he would just like randomly make something at his house, like just, you know, just some big project that he would, you know, he had the money to spend on sure. it and didn't, it's not like he had, you know, girls taking up his time, but you know, he could be gay. I don't know. That might've been offensive. For multiple reasons, that might have been offensive for reasons other than the reasons that I intended. Or just accurate, sure. Um, but anyway, he made an air compressor by just putting a bunch of power supply fans in sequence. Really? Yeah, just like connecting, like bolting them to each other, and huh? Yeah, he he just he he embarked on a project. He was like, I wonder if I could make an effective air compressor out of stuff that's easy to get. I guess. I mean, that's not that fundamentally different than the principles of like a jet engine or whatever right like yeah i don't even know man god i wish i remembered i wish i remembered that not, guy's name because there's that's neat five years worth of posts that i haven't seen potentially uh besides your own says oh no and other putts whose farts would you be most okay with smelling hot stuff's mom really no <clears throat> i don't know that there is that no. that is a question that like yeah that's not even like it's not like farts have personality, right? It's not like, oh, this person's farts smell like roses. It's the best, right? I bet Joanna Newsom's farts smell like roses. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's your answer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, I guess it is. Uh, Gleave says, how do you use Hot Stuff's inability to differentiate different sounding words to get into his castle? I don't. I can only break <laughs> into his tent um, <laughs> or his... Um, What's another dwelling that His. if only if only we had recently been exposed to a list of all of the different kinds of dwellings. His penitentiary. Yes. Okay. Hmm. Um, Mad Surgeon says, do you regret making the fax machine? Uh, I was intrigued by the discussion last week when you said that the Smutterg pervert had been initially intended for pulling boxes and softcore, but since he's copyable, the hardcore tactic becomes faxing him and skipping that zone entirely. Do situations like this make the copying of monsters require a lot of extra work to maintain game balance? Are you thinking of changing the fax machines less petty themselves or just making some monsters uncopyable put a bandage on the problem? Uh, from my perspective, I would, I would have no issue with the pervert, pervert becoming uncopyable. 
meaning you had to farm a bunch of bridge pieces in hardcore. The situation right now is just a weird numbers thing. You have one faction option that is something like three times better than all the others, so there's no practical reason not to use it every time. I don't like that. I mean, that indicates that there's a bad system. To... The question of, do situations like this make the copying of monsters require a lot of extra work to maintain game balance? I mean, it would if we anticipated it and did that work, but we don't, so... <laughs> we we often talk about it, and then, you know, your basic stance is always, unless there is an extremely strong reason to, or at least we think there is... Yeah, like, items should not be quest items unless there is a really good reason. Right. Drops, items, drops should not be unpickpocketable right. unless there is a really good reason. Monsters should not be uncopyable unless there's a really good reason. And, I mean, I feel like what happens is... Like, I made the quest, and then Dev looked at it, and they were like, oh, well, of course, what you're going to do is fax this guy, and so you finish this quest in nine turns. And I'm like, well, I was hoping it would take 50, so that's a pretty good compromise, I guess. <laughs> God damn it. Um, and, eh, you know. I, I'm curious, like, have we gotten to the point where we need another NS-13 because mm. none of us want jobs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of trying to slow the game down a little bit? Well, just, to, you know, fundamental change as a result of power creep having painted us into a bunch of different corners. I don't know. You know, as much as people complain about uninteresting polls, there are still some things that are kind of interesting about the game in that regard, right? Like, Instead of me stopping the recording <clears throat> to go pee, you yeah. guys should uh, continue talking about this from your own points of view while I go pee. Okay. Sorry. Um, what have you been constructing out of paper over there, Rick? Uh, Nothing specific, just ra randomly folded objects. So it's not like some sort of origami thing? Well, yes, it is an origami thing by definition. Be because it's, it's folded paper. Yeah. <laughs> But it's not it's not a specific model of any. I mean, from here it kind of looks like it's uh it's like one of those balloon boxes. Yeah, I can never remember how those go. It's neat that that's an actual thing that you like inflate with air. Yeah, um, you you can do that with the uh, the standard origami crane as well. Oh, you like blowing its butt. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Man, have you seen that? Um, the guy that did indie game that I can't think of which one it was offhand is doing an iPad origami game hmm. with like completely simulated paper folding wow. and, and everything. Yeah, see, it's it's basically the ability to fold origami virtually on your iPad with like here's make this thing or whatever is like. I think I think that's the plan. Yeah, is, yeah. is he gives you. The 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 game part of it is probably yeah he gives you a, a model and you try and figure out how to fold it but there's also obviously a sandbox mode right. where you can just fold whatever. Um, Has there ever been a game that had a sandbox mode where it was actually just a sandbox? Like there's that uh, what was it Hell of Sand oh, okay. or whatever. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> You know, sandbox are, sandboxes are not that much fun, really. Yeah. You get to build some things, but they're... I feel like sandboxes are... They're really just more of like an environment for your matchbox cars or whatever, right? Right. Like, if you didn't bring anything to it, if there were no tools, if you were just yeah. shaping sand, I don't think it would yeah, be that, that much a, fun. It's just a pile of dirt. 
Yeah. Pilater, did, did we, you guys have a good time? We, we did not at all talk about whatever the question <laughs> was. <laughs> yeah. Dars writes, why is making sushi so different from making other food? Well, because I wanted a whole bunch of varieties of it with varying things going on based on what you what you picked. Without and also to make, make a bunch of items. Without yeah. having to make, yeah, like a like a grid of items rather than... You know, I think it didn't work out because... We backpedaled on some of the sea restrictions yeah. orthogonally. Like sushi was going to be the only way to get fishy, right? Yeah. And when it came to the point where I was like, well, what if you just eat the meat? Yeah, sure, I guess I can give you some fishy. And then it's like, oh, well, of course. What if you can just you drink do. some some juice that doesn't from, the, from the pen pal thing yeah, yeah i mean it, you know it's just it, like it the sea was such a redheaded stepchild for so long that it was like yeah sure whatever right you know and that was a little messy i we That's learned what, we learned some stuff from the sea don't uh don't let projects span four years well sure <laughs> <laughs> uh when playing through the video game dungeon the a gracious maze adventure air tunnels in the water shows up every time is that supposed to happen uh no no <laughs> Uh, WVO Quine says, one, have you seen the trailer for the Lego movie? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. It looks pretty God. fucking great. I had no idea that was even a thing. Somebody yeah, no, just mentioned neither. it on Twitter, and I was like, what? Oh, my God. Yep. I am excited for the visuals. I am not putting a lot of faith in their ability to come up with a cool story. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but it doesn't have to be a cool story if it has... Batman and Indiana Jones in it, right? And, 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 and Morgan fucking Freeman. And 80s Damn. space guy. Yeah. Like that, that was like, <laughs> oh, that's so good. He's all beat to shit. Yeah. yeah. So good. Two, some, some ideas for simple challenge paths for the winter winter crimbo season. Comment on their viability. Uh, one, a path where you choose to take only a limited number of your skills. Say ten. Yeah, that's a thing that people would like. That's That's been asked for a long time. Yeah. I feel like that would that would be a, a that, Yeah, that thing. I think is probably a pretty good... Uh, Contender. Uh, a path where you start with no skills, but each level you can add a skill of your choice that you've already permed. I don't think that... That doesn't sound fun to me. Seems like that's going to wind up with pretty standardized lists because I don't imagine anybody with all the skills permed uses it's like, more than it's like playing all six classes at the same time potentially right like no yeah. it uh, might take us a while it might take them a while to figure out what the optimal list was but mm -hmm. yeah I, I mean that doesn't like the fact that it would eventually boil down to a foregone conclusion about what you were supposed to do doesn't mean that we couldn't do it because everything is like that yeah with sufficient knowledge and mastery of the complexity right like, right uh a path where you get a random set of skills each ascension i think that would be extremely unpopular yeah it's it's one of those situations where it yeah, seems fun would, like would i would make, yeah i a, would enjoy it but the comp, comp competition would be nonsense yeah yeah it would just be like the, the, we would either have to just not have leaderboards or yeah have you know leaderboards for like how many how much chicle did you use during right. or whatever so that it's just uh teleportitis path of some sort maybe you always have teleportitis maybe your first uh, 50 adventures per day are teleports etc again i think that would <clears throat> it, the the all teleportitis run that was done it wasn't nearly as long as yeah we thought it would be it was not so bad because you can definitely think about how you want to approach things yeah and leave the smallest possible number of zones available to you at any given time. Right. That said, it's it's very it's like a very spreadsheetable problem. 
Um, an enforced 100% familiar path. You choose one familiar on ascending and stick with it. That is actually probably a good one as well. Yeah. Yeah. That I could see being pretty interesting. And then we have a leaderboard for every familiar. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, a combat items only path with some new location where you can buy them or spend an adventure to pick some up. Huh. huh. Or like you couldn't. It seems like that's one of those things where we're like, all right, well, here's a here's a path where you can only use combat items. You can't use skills or, or regular attacks or, or whatever. Maybe what if it was... You would spend all of your time getting I guess that would the be items like that it took to make fist. any progress, right? Because if you... Because you could potentially have to use four or five combat items in a single yeah. fight. So it would end up being like the novelty addict path where it's like all right so it's a novelty addict path and there are also a bunch of additional sources of novelty right the heradric novelty funnel right um uh let's see a path where liver and stomach are combined into a single receptacle and you play inventory tetris with food and booze (laughs) tetris block shapes are procedurally generated i assume oh that's that's pretty great that is kind of funny actually (laughs) yeah i mean especially if we did it where we didn't know what the right way to do it right right like if each if it just generated like based on the name of the food well the the size right would be the number of the size would be the number of blocks yeah and then the name would be the the configuration i mean we we wouldn't do it really like tetris right like but we'd Um, yeah not huh. where it doesn't fall in, but yeah. That's that's pretty great. That is pretty great. That yeah. is a pretty funny idea. Uh, <laughs> wow. We're going to have to remember to remember that. <laughs> Lilac like that says, listening to last Thursday's show, and you talk at length about the whole Darth bug report fiasco, I'm pretty sure the answer is that sounds dumb, but what is your opinion on crowdsourced bugs slash feature trackers where users can go in and say, this bugger feature is the most important to me? I think Stack Overflow does this, for example. I don't think it would at all jive with your development style, but I wanted to get your thoughts. I, yeah, you know, during that during that conversation that happened last week, there was a link to some forum thread from a long time ago where everybody was like, "You guys never fix any bugs," and then we kept just having to like, "No, look here, here's a list of all the fucking bugs we fixed." Like for for a company that doesn't fix any bugs, I sure spend a shitload of money on bug fixes that I don't give a fuck about. <laughs> So I don't want to hear that. It's, I mean, it's because everybody else feels like bug fixing is sure. sometimes worthwhile. You know? So I guess to 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 Chris Moyer, fixing bugs is what drawing is to me, right? It's a mm. thing you can do if you don't feel like doing anything. It makes progress. Right. It's there are tangible it's, benefits to it. It's hard to. I feel like once every two or three months he goes on sort of a tear. Yeah. And just rips through a bunch. So a public bug tracker basically makes it so every situation that we have with a bug is the worst possible situation with a bug. Well, with so the particularly exploitable ones or the like, you know, like the infinite meat bugs or infinite adventure bugs or something like that. Yeah, that is the worst idea to to have that in a publicly accessible thing. Like, no. You know, and, and it, this this came up in the thread where Mr. Crack kept fucking insisting that, like, no, what you guys need to do is listen to me, you fucking dipshits. Which is basically everything that that fucking prick has ever said is, I know better than you do how to do this thing that you've been doing for ten years and I've never done. So, w- welcome to the internet, buddy. You're going to fit right in. But, sorry, man. That guy's just been pissing me off lately. Lately, say, somebody's, lately. Somebody's gotten under your skin. I mean, since I fucking discovered that he existed. <sighs> There aren't, there are no MMOs with public fucking bug trackers because it's a terrible idea. 
it is a terrible idea. And it's not, it, you know, it's not like everybody who suggests this is stupid. It's just that, no, I don't think you're thinking this through because the the worst, you know, people will point to like, well, Chrome has a public bug tracker. All right, well, the worst case scenario is if you deliberately go out of your way to ruin your experience of using Chrome, you can do it if you deliberately exploit bugs that other people have found. I mean, but, I guess theoretically there might be a bug where you could build a malicious website that would just completely hijack people's computers or something, right? Like, I, I guess. So that maybe in that way, it could be pretty bad. Yeah. But, yeah. But it's not, you know, using Chrome is not a contest in the way that an MMO is a contest for some people, right? Right. It's not like a thing where bugs will ruin your progress, right? Like if... Wait, you mean if the number of bookmarks you have isn't a score? The number of tabs you have open at the same time is your level. <laughs> Woo, I'm um, good at that one. I'm going to be on the Olympic team. I So we had a public, quasi-republic repository of bugs uh, in the beta for Word Realms. And Again, not an MMO. Well, sure. But the number of people who submitted duplicate bug reports to the bugs that were in the list was high. Yeah. Um, I mean, in an ideal world... Having public bug tracking makes it so you don't get duplicates, but... In real world, yeah, not at all. there's zero difference. Yeah. I mean, it, well, that, there's probably not zero difference, but the, the problem is, is that... effectively zero difference, The, the, right? the people like, that are, like, particularly invested in the community will will bother spending the time to read through things. I'm like, oh, I guess that this has already been reported and just won't bother, but 90% of the people aren't that invested. They'll encounter something and be like, oh, this is a bug, and then just report it without any kind of... Uh, research research yeah. it's frustrating to me when people get on these tears of like well these guys just don't fix bugs this is a real problem and so we all need to discuss how much better we are at their jobs than they are and how how we think they should handle bugs but kol is not a bad piece of software as pieces of software go like given given the the frequency with which it changes sure right I think we do a fairly good job of making it so when you go to click on a thing in KOL, it does pretty much what you would expect it to do, and there we work, aren't a lot of problems. We work pretty hard to make sure that people don't ever get locked in an, in an ascension or... Yeah. Right, like, there's a bunch of stuff, and then, yeah, like... And, I mean, that's the thing. When when these fucking armchair developers who, or, or, you know, like... And not even... it Like, a lot of the people who talk about this, maybe they are programmers, right? But they're programmers who their job every day is to go in and write whatever code their boss tells them to write, and they check it into a repository, and, and like, that is a different set of skills than managing a team of dudes that's making a thing that is constantly deployed, right? Like, it's it just... It, it, the, the, the constantly live nature of the game is... Is like, a weird situation. Yes, there are things that we could do better, but everything that we do better is one other thing that we do worse, and I don't... That's a weird calculus for you to have to think about all the time, though. I mean, I don't envy that, is, I guess, what well, I'm saying. Well, I don't think that I actually think about it all the time, right? But it's just, it's just like... But you're forced to defend it with that, with that sort of mindset, and it's, it is frustrating, right? Like, <clears throat> you know... C.D. Moyer has a limited amount of time. You know, he's got like a life and a family and he, you know, he's got everything. Right. He works on. a number of hours and it's not, you know, it's not like he's some 20 year old and we're EA and we're just like, no, tough shit. Yeah. Do all of it. Do everything that had ever occurred to us for you to do and do it all today. Right. You're not allowed to go home. Like, 
So, you know, he can spend his time and, you know, he's he's stretched double thin because he's also working on Word Realms projects and stuff like that. So it's like... Hey, yeah. let's hire another terrible programmer. <laughs> they could work on a terrible farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark the Militia says, Can we get a confirmation checkbox when clicking pull all of an item from Hanks during Ronin? Today I went to get a few things and accidentally ended up with 20 goat cheeses instead of the two I had intended. Uh, that sucks. Yeah. Also, have you guys thought any? I mean, I think for every person, yeah, it, in, this is the same. This is the same quandary that has come up a billion although times. Although in Ronin, do you ever want to pull all? I would never do it because I would be afraid that I misread the number or whatever. If I was really, if I was really serious about economizing pulls, I would. I would always just pull things one at a time. Hmm. So in a way, we've given people their own petard with which to hoist themselves. <laughs> right. Turns out that's a bomb. Uh, you know, I could see putting in an option, confirm pull. And uh, so, like, it's something that you would turn on. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Also, have you guys thought any more about giving players in Hardcore or Ronin the ability to buy items in the mall and have them deposit into the Hanks? Yeah, it's just one of those things that's never a priority. It has been brought up perhaps a million times. Yeah, rearranging display case shelves, you know. Those are the two that come to mind. And, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, do you want that or do you want whatever else Chris they, could be doing they that want time. both right they yeah, want no, they, they want everything they want it all which is but they can't have it that's the one thing I learned from uh NX, not NXS who is that faith no more okay oh I was thinking uh queen mm. <laughs> I'm a, I'm that, now it's the end and I'm a fish flopping around uh, Colbert says, is there any sort of algorithm to determine what's on each floor in the basement? Must have a certain number of combats every end floors, for example, or is it totally random? Trying to decide if you guys just gave some evil distribution to the elemental test to run down my SGEEA stash, or if the RNG just decided to make me its bitch this run. Hey, that's offensive. I think it's just random. I mean, every fifth floor or something. Yeah, sure. Uh, Leah Sang says, it's disappointing to click on somebody's profile and see yet another ascender with good brain as a favorite food. Would it be possible to make food slash booze consumption shareable, much like the terrarium is? It, it is. Can you not? I don't know. Is that a thing that you can only see for yourself? No, he's, it's being said that like, somebody's, you look on somebody's profile and see their favorite food and booze. I don't think that the first part of this question and the second part of this question are super seriously related, right? You can... I thought that you could see everybody's consumption history, but I guess not. Maybe you can only see your own, and that link just doesn't go anywhere if you're looking at somebody else's profile? I mean, I think they're saying that they're looking at other people's profiles and seeing good brains. Yes. Are you that thinking, is absolutely unrelated to what I just said. You, you and think also, that they are looking, clicking at somebody else's profile and seeing their own favorite food? No. Oh, okay. No. What I am saying is when you look at your own profile yes. and click on your favorite food, it takes you to a thing that displays everything that you've ever eaten right. or drunk. And I thought that that was a thing that you could look at for other people, oh, no, but I, I think guess it's maybe just, not. Just favorite food. Okay. So th- then this question is, can we make that something that you can share voluntarily? Oh, not! I thought you were saying, can they just remove? Because they want. Can you? They can just. I thought so. I was thinking the opposite. Where can we just remove favorite food and booze from our profiles? Oh, I oh. don't. I don't know what direction they're asking. Okay. No, I don't either. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that was weird. We were having. We were like. <laughs> we we're just yeah. coming at the conversation. The the question from two different ends. 
Double Gold says, so if you're driving along and on your way to work, you look in your rearview mirror. In your rearview mirror, you see a scream mask from the movie on the passenger side in the front seat of a red truck laying against the headrest. The driver, however, is not wearing a mask. It is the middle of June, not Halloween season. Would you consider this creepy? Would you pull over and let him pass you about a mile? What? Why, why a mile? Uh, would you speed up and get a mile ahead of him? Or would you think nothing of it and do nothing special? Would you think he's at least a little bit weird for doing it, even if he's not dangerous? What would be his reason for doing it, other than stuff being like a robber or something bad, in <laughs> other words? Uh, keep the reasons rated PG. What? Uh, Fan of the movie? Doing an experiment to see how many people would pull over? Going to a horror convention in the middle of June? Just weird? This, that is quite a question. Yeah. I, my assumption, I think, would be that it was just somebody who liked to fuck with people and that it was probably not a big deal. Yeah, it's like Matt yeah. Lillard is my co-pilot. I think I would assume it was just a fan of shitty horror movies. Well, you don't like S- Scream? No. What? No. Really? I don't really remember no. anything about it. <laughs> it's good. It's a good It's a good horror movie. Hmm. It, Blue Scream says, I like listening to the Jick Show and Video Game Hot Dog while I'm doing my weekly shopping. This will occasionally get me odd looks as I try and stifle a cackle, but nothing beats this week when Jick said there was no word that had an E followed by a J. Without so much as a thought, I muttered at an inappropriate volume, oh, come on, ejaculate, <laughs> in a crowded aisle before Jick came to the same realization. I was so embarrassed I might have to change grocery stores. I'm sorry for the lack of query, but I had to share. <laughs> That's a good story. Uh, slash Kamai says, I was listening to one of your past podcasts and hearing you talk about the moon signs. I believe you were talking about how most tend to pick the null signs over the others. Why not have the micro microbrewery for nomads offer free cocktail crafting and basic cocktail crafting items and do the same for food at Chase Nute? That way players have a choice between having free meat, spinning mm. cocktail crafting, or cooking food. If we made... The, the problem is that if we made them work the same way that the plunger does, it wouldn't make any difference at all, right? Because... Crafting, in general, crafting food and booze items that don't require a skill to craft already doesn't take a turn. Because of the, yeah, the fundamental yeah. change. I loved how that was my solution for out-of-control turn gen was, oh, let's just make more crafting free. Right. <laughs> um, Zumbini says, when you create a new hat or pants or familiar, do you have any sort of hard and firm rules for things like the Crown of Thrones? I'm curious if there's a classification for you to follow to give one familiar plus items and the other plus weapon damage. I usually just go to look at a similar familiar. Oh, I was. Th- I thought you. Would, we just assigned it to Scully, and he had some sort of. Well, for Hat Rack internal. For Hat Rack, we give it to Scully. For Pants Rack, we give it to Riff, or do we give it to Scully? I don't, I don't know. know. I have, said I have been asked to do it several times. I was not the original one who did it, so I really have no sense of whether oh, or not. You, I that... thought you wrote a lot of the Pants Rack. I thought you were the one who determined the sort of initial flavor of the Pants Rack. I don't. Yeah, think I guess it was. You know, so. Yeah. I probably made an ass of myself the last time I talked to Mr. Scullet about this. Oh, Jack, says Casey Wiederman, I'm so sorry. I just figured you already knew of Metric, but I guess they're local to Toronto and not as widely discoverable as I assumed. Yes, listen to some Metric and also some of the lead singer solo stuff, Emily Haynes and the Soft Skeleton. It's your kind of music. Huh. That has a skeleton. Uh, cheese Cookie says, can Big get bigger with each successive run as in the monsters huh. get stronger and stronger each run? I was too lazy to deal with the Naughty Sorceress this round and I've been doing my aftercore stuff with a big modifier applied to all my battles. It's kind of nice, actually. Useful for some encounters as well. I can feed scrolls all day to the big rampaging adding machine. <laughs> Yay for adding. <laughs> you know, I am reluctant to do stuff like that uh, where you can kind of permanently lock yourself out of things being a certain way just by playing. Like, things getting too big for you, kind of? Well, it might. It, that could happen, right? I mean, it's, you know, big is a voluntary thing that you go into. Sure, So sure. if we were going to do it, we would do it somewhere like there. But it's just, like, 
there's a part of me that is more comfortable with the alternating things in Ascension than I would be with what you've always wanted, which is like, you know, quests that you did, did across multiple Ascension. Ascensions. Because, I mean, yeah. people react. There are some people who are given some real serious heartburn by the tower of procedurally generated skeletons. Yeah, the quest where you like bury something each Ascension and then you unbury it. And, and it just gives you an extra pull. The quest of yeah. hardcore Hanks. That'd be great. Uh, let's see. There was oh, that's there was so good. At least one question in the Monday show that we didn't get to. So let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, Maharito says, "Oi, Jake and the gang! After countless months of devotion and dollars and bribery, I finally have something to viciously demand for you. <laughs> I came back to the game after a while and see the infighting and drama has only increased, with plenty of feelings of entitlement fomenting within the real discussions. I refer to no specific incident, uh, but it has, of course, been going on since Man First Slice Bread. I'm going to interrupt you for a second and say that I don't think that the infighting and drama has actually increased. Really? Yeah, I, I I feel like there is way less of it than there used to be, and I don't know if that's just rose-colored glasses or what does infighting even mean in this context? Yeah, I mean, I think it means us fighting with the players, right? Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I don't. Do you think we fight with the players? Way less than we used to. I think way less than we used to, and I don't know why. I don't know why somebody would get the impression that the frequency of that has increased because I feel like I have. You know, I'm not going to say given up on it, but I've just stopped. I've stopped vocalizing a lot of the stuff that I think because it's not productive. And, you know, an us v them attitude between the developers and the players is not is not good. And I don't think I, we, I have never felt that we. have. Yeah, that. I don't I don't think that we have either. But but it's certainly I mean, we've definitely when I antagonized by some. Yeah, players, I mean, and I I've guess. I've never I've never concealed my contempt for fucking Mr. Crack or whatever, like people who are just specifically like people who specifically just great on me. Right. And I mean, that's, I feel like that's one of the big benefits of us not working for EA or Microsoft is that we get to be people. And if we don't like people, we can just say, Hey, I don't like what you're doing. You know, like the things that you're doing hmm. make me mad and make my job less fun. And like this, why don't you fucking knock it off? You prick. <laughs> and you know, and then people will come in and say, oh, it was unprofessional. I've lost respect for you. But like, yeah, whatever. Like the kind of, the kind of person I, I kind of believe that the sort of person who's going to lose respect for me for like having a personality conflict with somebody that I interact with on the internet is the kind of person who probably didn't have a lot of respect for me to begin with. And so it, you know, it was only there to lose in that situation. Like right. I really don't, you know, if you gain it back, is it re-respect? I I don't. I think that more people appreciate the candor than would appreciate the professionalism that would exist in lieu of the candor. Right. The can, right. The Even can't though. Der. <clears throat> I'm just gonna. Keep I know. I'm gonna keep. <laughs> I'm gonna keep talking as though you're not saying anything Fair because enough. I feel like that's probably the way to make this show the funniest. <laughs> sure. Is to pretend that you're not on it. <laughs> Um, anyway, he continues. You seem to have read up on video game theory more than anybody I know who will take the time to discuss it, so I don't know about that. So tell me now, if you would, who really rules the roost here? 
I'm not talking about the obvious administrative and design powers you have or the importance of pleasing the base. I'm asking about game direction in a very general sense, just adding your experience here into solving the eternal question of how involved each party's ideas should be in an MMO. When is a plea a complaint and when is addressing it appeasement? Do you even get to decide? Are your hands tied all the time and is that even a bad thing? If it is a bad thing, how do you know doing your thing is good? I have my feelings, but I just want to hear yours. Thanks so much. You know, this is a... I, like, I wish I had some answers to the kinds of things that you're asking in this. As soon as you let somebody else into something and they care about it, it becomes a thing that you have to collaborate on whether it's you want to or shared. not. Yeah. Right. And and it's what is what is extremely frustrating to me is the things that we run into where it's like, if this had always been like this, no one would be complaining. And gradually over the course of the last decade coming to the understanding that that just doesn't matter. That is not a rationalization for doing anything. Basically what that means is that objective quality is not a sufficient reason to make a change once there are people who will bitch about it on the internet. And that fucking sucks. You know, I don't so, like it when my hands are tied in that way. So, I mean, but this is similar to the, that whole, like, anything that disrupts my workflow is a problem kind of sure. situation. Where... Any, any change disrupts somebody's workflow. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there is a there is a part of me that is that is afraid that this is true and also more or less assumes that it is true and feels like it's a pretty good story that it's true. <laughs> the only reason that KOL is any good is because of the particular ways in which it has always been broken. And so by hmm. fixing it, all we're doing is making it into something making that... it worse. Yeah. Like, and, and part of that is because I don't, I don't think that I know what I'm doing and I don't think that I've ever known what I'm doing. And I've been successful, and I want to attribute that to. I, I, there's there's a big part of me that wants to attribute that to like particular facets of the failure, rather than trying to point to anything that I would call success, right? And I mean, a lot of a lot of things that I feel like we did well were kind of happy accidents. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and so, what do you do with that? Do you don't fucking give up? Just or or do you just like nah? I'm just gonna do what I've always done, which is to make a thing that I think is fun. You know, most people don't have to work on the same thing for ten years while thousands or tens of thousands of other people are yelling at them about it. <laughs> and so I don't. There aren't a lot of guidelines for what we're doing right like we don't there it is so unusual for us to encounter somebody and this is like this is why i like mark rosewater so much right because he is somebody who like wow mark rosewater's job is kind of similar to mine and he is the third person i have ever met about whom that's true i have met him third person i've ever been made aware of right who's the second the uh, uh, maybe the tibia guy that we met at, hmm. at GDC, right? Like where it's like, oh, okay, the, this we're not the only people out here doing. It. There's also right. this one weird German thing that we've never heard of, right? Um, no, but I mean, there's got to be, there's got to be somebody that's been at Ultima Online the whole time, right? There has to be somebody hmm. 
who has been on that team the entire time. I mean, generally MMOs, like there's a team that makes them and then they start working on the next thing and a live team takes over and then that's when it starts to suck or when it gets good, depending on who you ask. Right. <laughs> but, um, I don't know, it's complicated. You know, I don't know if anybody's job is simple, but but ours is complicated because it's, it's like we've made a thing that people care very deeply about and the blemishes that we see on it are not necessarily blemishes to those people and there's more of them than there are of us so i don't know i don't know which one of us is more important you know right i mean we certainly have all the power but where is the like where is the right you know who determines the right and that's a good fucking question this is a good fucking question maharito thank you for asking this question do you have any real feelings about this other than just your stupid jokes, hot stuff? I, <clears throat> I mean, I I agree with the notion that there is that there is a collaboration, right? Like, <clears throat> we, you in particular, are sort of the the sort of like driving creative force behind most of what we do, and then we are sort of doing this sort of dance where we have things that we want to put into the game and the world and we hear things that players say and we try to either address what we think that they actually fundamentally need or you know like what what they really want versus what they're saying that they want that kind yeah, of thing like yeah. right but you know there are times when players bring issues to a head and whether we want to deal with those issues or not we feel forced to do so. So there's there is there is a bit of tension there where like sure. players can force an agenda sort of I mean it kind of against our will, but it's not necessarily against our will. It's just like with our begrudged will, you know, like stuff that we would we we agree that should be done, but it just wasn't in the top 10 of the things we felt like we should do at the time or whatever, right. you know, like the the relationship, specifically the relationship that I have with the speed people on the dev team is interesting in this regard, right? Because everything that we do, like, I don't, I don't want to constrain myself to the optimizer mindset when I'm designing stuff that is supposed to be fun for everyone, right? And so what I find, what I find myself doing whenever we make a new thing, especially an item of the month, I mean, this is where this happens most often, is because we are, those are the things where we're just like, well, we should probably be targeting as much of the player base as possible right. to make this thing desirable. They will argue with me about how an optimizing player who's coming from a mindset that I don't necessarily understand is going to feel about this. And I fight them on it because I don't want to compromise the thing that I know would be fun to somebody who played the game like I do. I feel right? like you've done that a lot lately too. Like people will suggest a way in which this could be made more necessary or, or optimal. And you'll be like, that will make it less fun. And I'm just not going to do it. And you've done that. You've done that uh, like a lot. Well, I mean, that's every every month. It's every month. It's like that give and take, right? And so, right. and sometimes, sometimes I'm right, and the item comes out, and everybody loves it, and everybody buys it, and nobody pisses and moans about it. And sometimes I'm wrong, and it's you know. And then Saltisid goes into the forums and is like, "How the fuck did they not see this coming?" And we're all like, "Well, we did. We just decided, fuck you," <laughs> you know. 
because it's like I the the, the fucking ten turns of buff right. on the mm-hmm. on the mini yeah. adventure, right? It's like, well, because I came into your office and I was like, you know, you can't give this initiative because right. it won't ever do anything. And you're like, why? And I was like, well, because it has to only give one turn of the buff at a time, or else it becomes fiddly. But then you're like, wait, that seems really obnoxious. Why doesn't it just give ten? And I'm like, you know what? You're right. That is fucking obnoxious to have to look at that message at the beginning of every fight just so that somebody won't stab themselves in the right. dick with it. And then, you know, I didn't carefully look at the list of things and think, all right, are any of these things worth the hassle of pulling right. this guy out every 10 turns to to do it? You know, yeah. and, and, and it's like... <sighs> and they're all, like, on the borderline. That's the frustrating thing. It's yeah, like, exactly. They're all, like... Just, well, not all of them. The, the the two or three that are in contention are just on the borderline of being potentially relevant. So if you're trying to eke out every last drop, then right. you feel compelled to do it. Which is, I mean, it's like the jack in the box. So so it frustrates me that I feel like we actually do kind of have an obligation to do something to the jack in the box, and because this, it's become more and more. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a thing that more people are willing to do, and it's like, no, okay, okay. If if if. And I got into an argument with Elrond about this. I'm like, I only want to change this if I can improve it for the majority of people that That use it while making it bad enough for an optimizer that an optimizer won't want to use it. And he was like, why? And I said, (laughs) "Because, because making stuff worse is bad and you shouldn't do it unless you have no other choice. And we do have another choice in this case. So, you know, I like... And so we just started talking about, well, okay, well, what if the Jack in the Box fired every X turns? No, if it fired every R turns as an RX effective right. volleyball and 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 fairy. And somebody pointed out, well, no, because then what you'd probably have to do just, just fairy, is you would have to use it. No, it's volleyball and fairy, isn't it? I don't think or is so. Is it just fairy? Is it just, just fairy? fairy? I thought it was volleyball and fairy. No. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but anyway, it was like what you'd have to do is you'd figure out what the top of that range was because you would have to you would right. have to pick a range and then you would just keep using it until it didn't do anything for nine turns, say, so that you would know that on the next turn it's going to be a ten x fairy and then you would go to you wherever would save it for you wanted whatever. to go. Yeah, and it's yeah. like son of a bitch. Yeah. You know, so it's like, and. Some people will look at the Jack in the Box and say, well, why why didn't you just not do that? Well, because we thought it was a cool idea. We thought it was a fun idea that if this thing it doesn't do anything two-thirds of the time and then one-third of the time, it's twice as powerful as the thing that did something all the time. Right. And that that's, you know, it's fucking math. But no, it's not <laughs> because it does a thing that you don't... It doesn't do a thing that you don't care about during potentially sometimes when you don't care whether anything does anything or not. And so now you're going to fucking... <laughs> no, and I get it. It's not It's not that I don't... Understand. Understand yeah. th- that somebody believes that they have to do this. I would still argue that they don't have to. You know, you don't have to do anything except die. You don't even have to pay taxes, right? Like, you just fucking just, just keep running. It'll take them years to catch up with you, and then you just maybe, like, go underwater. Do you think that maybe death is also voluntary? Could be. Everybody just eventually gives up i mean i've never done it so i don't i don't know yet i'll find out there's a major character in the sandman who has lived forever basically exactly on that principle is that the wandering jew 
Uh, or did he become the wandering he, Jew in folklore as a result? I of think so. Yeah, been around for yeah. so long. And, yeah, stubborn. All right. Yeah, basically. I'm gonna get another beer in between this show and video games hot dog. Okay. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for sending in questions. This was this was long, and and I guess it was good. I don't know. We'll find out. I don't even remember it, most of it. <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for recording a Kingdom of Loathing podcast with me, Hot yep. Stuff and Riff. See you You're guys later. welcome. I will see you guys in about thirty seconds when we start recording video games, Hot Dog, and you <laughs> listeners. I don't even know, man. It's probably not even there yet. You'll hear this, and then fuck knows how long it'll take me to edit video games, Hot Dog. I'm such a failure. <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. See ya.